0: Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating, episode number 94, I think. <laughs> um, anyway, so a topic for today is delicious nutrition. But before we get to that, I'm just going to share the best bite that I had. I'm obsessed with this tomato peanut sauce that I've been making. It's just so good. And so, how I actually discovered this was in my Joyful cooking class, one of the things we do, we do like tasting experiments where I set up different samples and we taste different things to teach how to season properly. And because the best way to learn how to season is through experience. So we like, you know, we'll do salt where we like tasting different levels of salt and different types of salt. And um, we did one on fat, whereas getting people to add um, like seasoning with fat. So we added like cream to one, olive oil to one, and then peanut butter to one sample. And so the base that I use with these experiments is just tomato passata. So like, you know, pureed tomato, tomato puree. And I wasn't expecting like the peanut, but I was just like giving an example of how like fat can change. And like the peanut one was really good, like tomato and peanut. I was like, ooh. And so this week something reminded me of that. And so like I was making my lunch, my abundance bowl, and I was like, ooh, tomato peanut sauce. And then I like even better idea <laughs> to put some like this crispy chili oil on it. It's this Chinese oil. It's got like crispy bits of chili and onion and I think like these little crunchy soybean things in it. But it's just like it's hot but not crazy hot. Like it's just got a bit of warmth to it, and then it's got this crispiness and it's really super umami because it's got MSG in it. So the tomato sauce with the crispy chili oil, like so amazing. It's like this amazing. It's kind of like satay. But like even better. <laughs> um, it looks a bit funny because it's got that pink color, but yeah, it's really good. And it's like, so I've had it this week, like twice already for lunch. And I was like, this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to have the tomato peanut <laughs> sauce for lunch um, with my abundance bowl. So I had it with tofu one day and that was amazing. Had tofu and kale. And then yesterday I had it with just some chopped up cos lettuce, so really crispy, and boiled eggs. And today I think I'm, I don't know what I'm going to have with today. might be poach some eggs. I'm also thinking it might be good with tuna. (laughs) Anyway, big long intro about my best bite. But yeah, to to make that sauce, if you wanted to give it a go, it's one big tablespoon of use smooth peanut butter for this. And then either like two or three tablespoons of tomato passata mixed through with that. So more tomato if you want it to be like more saucy or less if you want it to be like a thicker sauce. So, so good. So, plan for today, I'll just start with the story behind why I wanted to do an episode on delicious nutrition, um, not a tongue twister. And then we'll talk about like what exactly do I mean by delicious nutrition, why it matters, and then how to actually practice this idea. And I've got a bonus tip for you as well. So, story behind this is basically like in my personal experience of my years of like studying nutrition at university and then like reading all the diet books and reading all the like blogs podcast, you name it around around nutrition. And then actually my experience of like discovering what works well for me, I've kind of really noticed that if something doesn't taste good to me, no matter how healthy it is, quote unquote, like healthy, it doesn't sit well. And I, I really feel that when we're eating stuff, if we just because it's healthy, not because we actually enjoy it, I really believe that we don't actually get the benefits. Like it's not actually beneficial for you to eat stuff just because you think it's healthy. And it was funny because I was talking, I was away on the weekend, I went to Tasmania with some some of my friends from my business, Mastermind. And we were talking about it, like, because we were talking about, I was drinking kombucha and um, one of the other people was like, oh, I hate kombucha. But, you know, it's good for you is that I should be having it. And I was like, no, like if you don't like it, don't do it. And um, there's another person in the group who's like quite into like kind of spiritual stuff. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you don't, if it doesn't feel good to you like that. And so, yeah, this is my my theory is that nutrition, like for things to be good for us, they we will get pleasure from them as well. And if the pleasure's not there, then we're not actually, we're not actually getting the benefits of it. But when I think about it from an evolutionary perspective, food tastes good to us for a reason. So, like, because otherwise, if we did, it wasn't a pleasurable experience, yeah, you know, we would have died out long ago. The fact that we like eating food is a pleasurable thing is really key. And in, if you think about like in the past, like bitter things, And things that didn't taste good was often a sign that they were poisonous. So, like this, like tuning into pleasure actually helped us survive as a species. And I I think that the same is true as we move forward as well. Like, if things don't taste good to us, then there's a reason that it doesn't taste good to us. And just because you know I love sauerkraut, just because that tastes good to me doesn't mean that it. And I feel like it's doing me good when I eat it as well. For someone who doesn't love sauerkraut, it's probably actually not. Helpful for them to eat sauerkraut, like they'd be better off to have yogurt or something else. <laughs> this is the story behind this, and this is my kind of crazy theory. Yeah, so like, like what is delicious nutrition? So it's basically this idea that uh, to trust your taste buds, and that if something doesn't taste good to you, if you don't want, like, does if there's no pleasure in eating it, you're better off not to have it. Like, the delicious nutrition is this idea that that pleasure matters, and that we should be guided equally by our pleasure as we are by like our rational brains of what we should and shouldn't be eating and why it matters is like we're not all the same we have different genetics we have different insulin sensitivities we have different ages we have different gut microbiomes we have different immune systems like different allergies can come up and so like you know that to be true like humans aren't all the same and also like our bodies too, aren't the same, you know, from birth to, to death. Like our bodies change over time. Our bodies change with the seasons. Um, our bodies change with like hormone things, with stress, like which you know, cortisol that impacts all the hormones as well. Then there's things like sleep, um, if we're getting a lot of sleep or not enough sleep. Um, and then our gut health, like there's so many factors. Our nutrition requirements change over time as well. So that's why like tuning into our inner wisdom, like listening to our particular body at each particular day, not looking to outside sources to tell us what we should be eating. This is why it matters. So, and the delicious piece of it, like the delicious nutrition, like by following that pleasure, like by following what feels like, what tastes good to you, that helps you tune into exactly what your body needs at any, any point. So it kind of, it's like a, a hack, like it's like a a compass point, like it's yeah. I talk about like following a nutrition compass. So deliciousness is just one of the parts of this nutrition compass that helps you make choices that that are the best choices for you for that day or that meal or that that time point in time. Other reason why I think why this pleasure piece is so important is that just like the psychology of anything, like just how human brains work, is that when we tell ourselves we. Should do something like it just isn't sustainable because yeah we can do it for a while but when it's not when it's being driven from duty like that I should be doing this rather than coming from like what you actually want to do and like being driven by desire then it just it isn't sustainable and you aren't able to keep eating stuff that you should be eating and you you know that yourself like you know I should be eating or shouldn't be eating and how that hasn't worked out for you and that's like you know part of the reason why the whole diet industry and dieting doesn't work is because when we're approaching our choices from this place of what we should do, it backfires because that's how how human brains are. So like the psychology piece is, is big. So this is why it matters because we're not all the same because our bodies change over time and because of the psychology of how our brains work. So how do we actually go about practicing delicious nutrition? First thing is to just remove all the shoulds from what you eat. So if you find yourself thinking, oh, I should eat more yogurt. I should eat more, oh, I should drink more kombucha. I should eat more fermented foods. I should eat more veggies, whatever it is. Just like let, if you notice yourself thinking should about anything, like just let it go. Just go, no, actually, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And also look at the shouldn't. So I shouldn't be having biscuits. I shouldn't be having ice cream. I shouldn't be having cake. And don't make your decisions based on shoulds and shouldn'ts, basically. And also with the shouldn'ts, just a reminder, like, there are no bad foods. If you really love something, like, of course, if you've got a gluten intolerance, obviously having cake isn't helpful, but for most things, like, just because something's got sugar in it doesn't make it a bad food. Just because something's highly processed doesn't make necessarily make it a bad food. It really just depends on the amount that you're eating and like the frequency. So it's very different having like one bowl of ice cream a week, whereas if you're having like a tub of ice cream every day, you can see like it's like, so the ice cream itself isn't good or bad, although some ice cream is good and some ice cream isn't. It doesn't taste as good. But yeah, we don't want to like demonize food because Like there's nothing that really is really bad for you unless you have an allergy to it. But if we're telling ourselves it's bad, that kind of also like from a psychology perspective builds that desire for the food as well. So we want to let go of this idea of bad foods and anything that you're telling yourself you shouldn't be eating. Like, of course, if it's something that you don't really like, drop it. But if there's something that you, uh, is it something that you tell yourself you shouldn't be having cake, but you really love cake, then like make sure that you, give yourself cake, like give yourself that permission to have cake. But what we want to do with it is rather than just have a cake free for all, like just be intentional around it. So make decisions in advance around, okay, well, if I am going to have some cake and I'm going to have it, like I'm going to have one slice, I'm going to have two slices, whatever it is, but making that intentional choice with the cake. Because the thing is, if you really love something, no matter how bad it is for you, like if you don't give yourself permission to have it, it will happen at some point and you'll just like be, that's when you deny, 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 and then you overindulge. So we want to like give yourself that permission to have it and be intentional about it, have some boundaries around it so that you get to enjoy it without the downside. And the funny thing is, is that when you remove the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and you come from just like, what do you really want to eat? I haven't worked with anyone who, when they're really tuning into their body and just making choices about what to eat based on what they want, like I haven't seen anyone just completely go to, oh, I only want to eat like highly processed food. But it, it tends to be like when we tune into that, what we want to eat, what our bodies want, it's actually tends to be like pretty nutritious stuff. So, you know, it's the stuff that makes us feel good in the moment, and it makes us feel good after as well. And it was interesting. I was talking to one of my clients this morning, and she's like been ill. And so she'd been like getting back into the habit of like just snacking on toast and biscuits. And she was like, But you know, it just doesn't feel good. And she was like, You know, making decisions about what does she really want to eat, like, and what would feel really good for her. And when you start to approach it from that way, it's like you naturally just get into this cycle of like you're eating what feels good you're eating what you want so there's no shoulds on it so it just becomes easier and easier to like and that becomes your new normal that becomes your new habits it's like you're eating you got you're having snacks or you're having meals that just that feel good to you in the moment they feel good to you and it just gets easier and easier and easier so this cycle of goodness So that's delicious nutrition in a nutshell. So we want to just remove the shoulds, look at the shouldn'ts, drop any that you don't love and be intentional about the ones that you do love. Find a space for them so that you are enjoying them and also then approach it from deciding like what you want to eat instead and just trusting that your body has the wisdom to know what it needs um, at any point in time. And then my bonus tip for you is to stop reading diet books and following diet experts. So stop looking to like external people to guide you on what's the best food for you. Like your body knows. And when you just tune into like what feels good to you, tune into that feeling, what that that desire piece of like, what do I really want to eat? And tune into that deliciousness, like what tastes good to me, I guarantee that is the best thing. And nobody, no outside expert can tell you yeah. So that's it for, for today. So have a beautiful week. And of course, if you are like to become someone who like learns to listen to their body, and if you want some help to be that person who is really coming from a nutrition from this place of deliciousness and desire and what you want to eat, then I'd love you to join the Naturally Healthy Club. So it's my six-month group coaching group where you'll discover your personalised simple, doable process to change your relationship with food and your body. So you, you enjoy eating well automatically and you feel good in your clothes and you're enjoying all the deliciousness that's available to you. So for more details on that, just check out the link in the show notes. So have a beautiful week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.